El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a weekly column for some fucking internet place, and I would use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I barely do that. I just do this show. Joining me today, she is one half of the duo that hosts the fantastic podcast, Lowest Common Phenominator, which you can hear right here on the Unpops Podcast Network. She's also a fantastic comic. You should go see her tell jokes sometime, motherfuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Hydar. Also joining me, he used to host a show on the Unpops Network called OK Work. Maybe he'll host it again someday. I don't fucking know. You got to ask him. I do know that he hosts a show every Thursday night called Canteen Points. That's a comedy show. You should also go see him tell jokes sometime. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe K. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the always controversial, unpopular opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, no one. Olivia's phone is sitting in the co-host chair. My my favorite (laughs) co-host of all, Olivia's phone. Say a few words. Well, I'm just really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, You know, uh, not really much going on. That's Olivia's phone, everybody. Hey. Running the soundboard today. Also here, Olivia Hydar. Hey, oh, hi. I'm also here. <laughs> it, would be, it would be weird if my phone were here on the show. Right. And I was not. Yeah. Don't ask us how we got it. Don't ask where <laughs> Olivia is. No, it, it could take we a just lift. just have her phone. It's got lift. Yeah, you could messenger it to us or something. Yeah, like exactly. bike messenger, uh, not I, Facebook I messenger. I faxed it to you. <coughs> Joe K. Hi. You're dying over I'm there. Here, yeah, just as that just as we were introducing Olivia, uh, I got a little That's a thing I like to do when people are clearly not in a position to respond. I like to introduce them on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect timing. <laughs> you haven't been uh, here in a while. How's it going? I have, it has been it has been many a moon. Uh it's, it's going been up. so long since I've seen you, Joe. We are old men now. Welcome to the lighthouse. Wow. This is that movie, scarier than you thought. Oh, is this what the lighthouse is about? Yeah, it's just uh, me and Joe K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Black and white. You and that voice. It is. It it did suddenly become black and white in here. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I'm living. I'm still alive. Good. So, you know, hell yeah. What? What can you say? I tell you what I can say. We had some controversy. Oh no! no. On the show last week. I have a retraction oh, to make. Oh, oh, okay. Oh my! Mistakenly, we labeled a friend of the show named Isaac Simpson. We called him alt right. <gasps> I know. Why would you do that? Why? Well, it's it so is irresponsible. It is an inflammatory label. Sure, fair. And it carries a lot of weight in lot. our political environment. And Isaac took a lot of exception mm. to being called alt right. Mm. Understandably so. Of course, fair. Yeah. So any of us would be anybody. I I definitely would be. Oh, yeah. Isaac asked that we retract that statement. Okay. so I would like to make it clear right now on the podcast that despite what I said last week, I was wrong. I misinterpreted 
Isaac Simpson's mm. words mm. on a previous unpopular opinion podcast. Okay. Mm. And as a result of misinterpreting his words, I mischaracterized him as alt-right. Mm. And Isaac Simpson is not alt-right. Mm. I would like to definitively state that. He is just okay. someone I disagree with. Uh, That's fair. That you is know? fair. You're we like, are living in America and you are entitled to your opinion. I am. Yeah, James Brown told us we're living in America. We and- are. So again, I just want to go on yeah. record yes. and say Isaac Simpson yes. is not alt-right. Don't Defo. base your opinions of him on my mm. factually inaccurate statements. I think that's true of anybody. Yeah. When you could listen to his podcast, right. read his articles, form your own opinions. Right. Exactly. Don't take it from me. I clearly have a skewed definition of what alt-right means. Mm. And I apologize for this grievous error. And last week's episode, portions of last week's episode have been canceled. Oh, no. Canceled. And that cancel culture is out of control. Yeah. Great. It's It's been pretty poignant. Now let's talk about some jokey joke stuff. You think Trump's going to get impeached? (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, I I think he probably will end up getting impeached, but... I don't know if that will result in him leaving office. Yeah, I, I have a, a three-part unpopular opinion about Trump. <laughs> I think that he will get impeached. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will make things better. No, well, that's for a given. And yeah. part three, I think we should do it anyway. Yes. For the morale of this nation. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it is the like legal and correct thing to do. Yeah, it's, it's just, the it's the legal like, thing to do and just if you don't then you're just giving the message that the everything good is, about the oh, com- constitution's yeah. out the window. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we absolutely have to do it. I just don't think ugh, for one thing if it doesn't pass the senate what's it fucking matter? Right. Well, it right. the same of at least trying. <laughs> is right. You know, like yeah. it's it's good to at least try, try. and right. make it seem like maybe this actually they they care about the laws of the nation yeah it and that's other than that other than that yeah because we're like as we all know it's president pence after trump yeah and the thing about if because here's the other thing i do think republicans might turn on trump because i i've i've said it before i don't think he's pro-war enough and at the end of the day, almost nothing matters more than whether or not we have a war to spend money fighting. And I think he's going to probably start one. I don't, you know, it's kind of a, a coin toss right now. There's a couple of places that he could go for, but like, uh, I definitely think he's going to, and that'll be the, enough to keep them from voting for, because impeachment would also make the Republicans look bad. And, and if it went through and if they flipped on him, that would reflect on Republicans just as much as it would reflect on Trump. I don't, or would it like reflect well on Republicans to the people, the Republicans who had voted for Trump in 2016 that have now like uh, effectively defected that to be like, oh, well, my party, the like the the people that are representing my party are not representing me. But oh, but now they are uh, going along with impeaching the guy that's not. A representation of what I feel my party is. So it might embolden those Republicans to remain with the Republican Party rather than. Yeah. I yeah. 
don't think that it's those I, I don't think that those uh, kinds of Republicans are enough of a majority. They're not even a majority. I think mm-hmm. I think too too many of the Republicans who are activated to vote, you know, who feel inclined and excited to go vote are the Trump supporters. That is the hardest core base of the Republican Party. And I don't think that there's enough of the people who would be swayed by Republicans voting to impeach that to outweigh the the other people who they would win by opposing impeachment. Yeah. It I just don't yeah. But I do I think Joe is right in that it could as opposed to making Republicans look bad, it could inspire more Republicans to turn on Trump because at some point it's going to kind of become a PR thing where the worse and worse Trump gets, like it is going to become sort of an untenable position where you're like, all right. And we're seeing it with like, we're either Republican or this cuckoo crazy bananas. Right. And we're seeing it right now with him uh, pulling out of, Syria and letting right. Turkey go in and mm-hmm. basically slaughter the Kurds. Yeah. Like a lot of Republicans, like Lindsey Graham, broke with him over yeah. that. Like a lot of Republicans have are not siding with Trump over that. I'm telling you, war stuff matters. No, these yeah. motherfuckers. I definitely agree that it matters, and I, I think this is the thing that could like a lot of Republicans. I feel like up to this point, maybe haven't supported Trump, but haven't had really the nerve to say it they've been silent right and this issue us pulling out of syria could be the thing where republicans are like all right we have to and it's it's such a good look for republicans to be like okay once you sacrifice the kurds you've lost us (laughs) it's like you don't care about that part obviously we know what part you care about when it comes to the military staying in the middle east and it's not right those innocent kurds yeah but still, it's a good look for Republicans to be able to say, hey, we care about our allies in the Middle East so much, we're willing to sacrifice Trump. And all along, you thought we didn't. And I think that that sort of uh, win change will happen. And I think it is happening, as you said. But I think that Trump is the kind of person who will just who will receive that pressure and then reinstate troops and intervene for the Kurds and then start a war in like Iran or, or some, you know, yeah. he's been escalating with Iran mm. and I, you know, that that's on the Republican wish list, and to, I just feel like that's going to be the route where he, he's always one to succumb to pressure. He has no strength of his own. He, he just is under the pressure of the people around him. Do you think if, He's impeached in the way Clinton was impeached, where it passes but doesn't really pass, so what's it fucking matter? It would put Trump in a unique position in that he would be the first president to be impeached but also be up for re-election. Yeah. Like any other time, it's been during a president's second term or uh. Nixon just – like Nixon, I think, resigned before he was impeached, Yeah, I think. Yeah. No, I don't know. What was that called? Water, water park. Water the park. water park yeah, yeah, scandal. The Raging waters. Yeah, I don't remember what That's happened why they with put that. Park at the end of every scandal. Now, did Nixon resi- Did he say anything? Did he tell us? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, but I, 
I could I could see. Do you think Trump would get reelected if he got impeached? I don't think it's out of the side of the realm of possibility. I would hope that it would hurt his chances. But again, we're living in cuckoo banana yeah, fucking we times. We really are. Like, yeah. really, really who are. Who even knows? We've been Honestly. in cuckoo banana times for three years. Like, and it's like truly, it's a fucking dice roll every single day. At this day. point, I would like, believe that he would get impeached and removed from office and then would still be able to win re-election yeah. the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not sure if the impeachment did, if if it worked, if Republicans did turn on him. I don't know that he's going to leave. It, he would be. He would have so much leeway with how people are enforcing norms right now to just bloviate and say, but there's no, I mean, come on. And, you know, you know how he talks. He's been <laughs> laying the groundwork for it. Yeah. His yeah. entire presence. Yeah. No, he has no reason to accept it. If he does not want, if he does not find it beneficial to himself to accept it. Yeah. Which I think is actually the key way to get him out of office is to convince him that his life will be better if he resigns. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Start running. He's just like, and it's like he, he, it's very like textbook Satanist. Like he lives for himself. He will only, he lives to serve himself yeah. and it, it will to benefit only him to get him as far as he can go. Like, yeah, that is absolutely true. Like, yeah. We have to convince him that, yeah, but honestly, you could say that to anybody. Honestly, anybody who is the president, you could be like, "Hey, do you understand how much better your life would be if you just weren't the president?" I, like, but the problem, but I like as self-serving as all of them have been. Like, no one is as nakedly baby, like an infant, infantile. Ah, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah, like a fucking baby. Infantile. He's a goddamn baby. Yeah, <laughs> just he's, wants- a, he's an insane baby. Like, that is what it is. It's really just he's a baby, and whatever makes him happy, that's what alters his mood for that day. Yeah, and I think like calling him insane. Like I feel like people are still on the fence about his mental health he's clearly not well no no he's not <laughs> and that's he- why if he gets impeached i like i can see him being like come get me yeah like fucking absolutely. take me out of office if you want me to he's leave. absolutely unpredictable and that is i mean you know outside of basic things yeah but like yeah the, who knows how he'll react to something like that it's it's unprecedented yeah it, i'll leave the white house when they come and remove me whatever the fuck i can't do with trump yeah no one can no one can. You you have to snort a significant amount of Adderall to get your mouth <laughs> to sound like that. Have you both seen that clip? There's there's a stand-up comic who used to work on... Uh, he worked with Trump on the Miss Teen USA pageant. Yeah. Whoa. And the video is online, and he has not been sued over it at all. But he was like, uh, yeah, Trump just snorts rails of Adderall all day. <laughs> And he was like, that's why he's up at three in the morning I mean, tweeting crazy shit. You can that's tell. why his tongue sticks to the roof of his mouth when he gives speeches. He is high on Adderall all the time. Holy shit. It's it's extremely obvious in his behavior. It really is. And yeah. I don't really fuck with Adderall. And so I don't really know what the signs are. Yeah. I guess. It's, I always it's just a lot like it cocaine. cocaine light. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's medical cocaine. Mm. Yeah. You have to get a card down on Venice Beach. <laughs> right, right, right. From a doctor that looks like Danny Trejo. Yeah, they, you call him Dr. Bob. Yeah. The last the last <laughs> weed card Bobby? last weed card I got before they made it recreational in California. 
the doctor did look exactly like Danny Trejo. Nice. And he was like, you should lose a little weight. And it's like, stop doing your job. Uh, I'm here crazy. to get a fucking weed card. I've got, you know, I, I got a weed card and I've, re- I've renewed it about three or four years before it went recreational. Uh, and every time, and I went to like different doctors, it was always like very nice old white men in like their early 70s that they were very just... Yeah, I was like very shy. I was like, from all of the stories that I heard of, it's always like, oh, is this a guy coming in on like fucking kickflip and a skateboard? Like, <laughs> and then you look into their background, and they got fired for maybe touching a kid at some pediatric Ooh. clinic, some disgraced doctor, oh, just friendly as shit. Right look, now, I your don't mind if you lost card. someone on the oper- on the operating table <laughs> if you're just trying to give me a weed card. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's I don't care. Yeah. I'm no. not I'm not getting a weed card. I'm not going to a weed card doctor looking for good doctoring. No, no that's not that was point. my problem with being told to lose weight. It's like, well, don't give me a weed card. Yeah. That's not gonna help. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Would you consider stop smoking cigarettes? I was like, I don't know. Are you gonna give me something to smoke more into my body? <laughs> oh. What were we talking about? Trump. Yeah. Uh, I do I uh, Okay, I'm sorry. I just needed to let it out. Sorry, I need to let it out. I do think there is a a decent chance that he will be impeached, and yeah, I just yeah. and I don't I don't know that it'll be for the best because the thing too, Mike Pence. I was talking to a friend the other day about Mike Pence, and the thing they brought up is if Trump gets impeached and we have President Pence, yeah, it's going to suck for a while. But he doesn't really have the charisma to this carry is, an election in twenty twenty. Yeah, absolutely, that, that has been my, like because I, you know, I've mentioned this on before in other podcasts. Uh, but I lived in Indiana for most of my life, mm-hmm. and I lived under Mike Pence when he was governor, mm. and he has nothing. He has no. Yeah. There's no. There's nothing there. Honestly, like the most boring of the democratic candidates would eat him alive in a debate but it's like you know that boringness can be dangerous while he's in office right well it's dangerous if trump gets impeached and leaves office and what a lot of people have suggested will happen if people fucking take to the streets over it and there is unrest in the streets the crazier and crazier shit gets in this country the more appealing someone like Mike Pence is going to look because it'll be the exact opposite. Like when Trump was elected and everyone was like, we need something radically different. Let shit get bad enough in this country. And a lot of people will be like, we need the most boring fucking by the book guy we can get. But there will also be Democrats making that as as an available option. They'll always have a a boring by the book person. And also uh, Mike Pence is a boring by the book kind of guy on the surface, but any scrutiny, like being under presidential scrutiny, will reveal how utterly bizarre he is. Okay. Just as a human being. But will that matter? Yes. I, I think, think it will. Who's I it think it matter to. I, it's, there's a difference between being a bloviating, uh, hyper, like presenting this very odd sort of hyper masculine, like blowhard, like, uh, Donald Trump is. Right. That is. That is more appealing to more Americans, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Mike Pence is off-putting. He's not. It's not an appealing form of weirdness like Donald Trump has. Yeah, uh, Americans don't generally like it when their president is kind of creepy. 
and creepy, that's weird, like weird, mousy, and the like, more that pre- yeah, and the more that Mike Pence enters the spotlight, the more that aspect is going to become apparent. Yeah, because he, he, I hope so. I mean, you would know more. You lived in well, Indiana. Yeah, well, and also like, and if you read anything about him post being vice president, like it's all all that comes out is like about you know it's people are gonna think it's weird that he calls his wife mother <laughs> like that is excessively weird yeah did you not know that because it's true that's and very true it's that is absolutely 100 really true. weird and he has this whole thing where he will not uh have dinner with women he who, won't without his wife oh yeah i have heard that without his wife he there's also this i mean you Was, know, hasn't he gone through conversion therapy no, no, no. That's a that's <laughs> that a, a that's a made okay. up rumor. But he is. Well, a, he was very in favor of it, and so. he is a uh, in, just like to issue a retraction to something <laughs> Joe K said a couple minutes ago. Mike Pence has actually not been through. No, that's why I conversion asked the question. Therapy. That's why I asked the question instead of saying it definitively. <laughs> and that segment of the podcast will be edited out. I'm very sorry. Uh, yeah, Fuck no. We're already like, in hot water, Joe. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. Come get me. Yeah. Come get me, Mike Pence. Come fucking oh, get me. He will. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> he, he will. Uh, and yeah, and like, and he's a bad person, and he would be a bad president. He is a bad person, and he will surely do terrible things if he if Trump gets impeached. But I do not think that it would be very likely that he would win. Mm. Uh, the not. I think if anything. The Republicans, who knows what, like, lunatics that they have, like, locked in a warehouse somewhere to, like, trot out in their fucking shitty suits and giant ties <laughs> to be like, I'm the most racist motherfucker in the universe. Vote for me. And that's going to be, like, what happens. And they're going to primary Mike Pence. And it's going <laughs> to, you know, who cares? Like, he's going to lose to Breitbart. A, I am huh. the website itself the, is going to yeah, run for yeah, president. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And they're going to dig up Andrew Breitbart's corpse and they're going to lug <laughs> it around. Uh, and yeah. So, you know, I'm not that afraid of Mike Pitts. Uh, you know, as shitty as he is and how much damage he could do. Like, I think it there's going to be damage no matter what. And it's going to go down. I was never like too scared of him. And like to hear you say that honestly makes me feel a lot <laughs> like better about my own. Yeah. Opinion, I, that I'm just like, yeah, he does not terrify me. Yeah. He just doesn't. But, and so for someone who's lived under his governor, governorship, is that? Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, he doesn't terrify. He definitely doesn't terrify me enough to want to forego a constitutional crisis. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like keep a person unimpeached who should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. If nothing else for the morale of the nation, we need to take a shot. Agreed. At impeaching Trump. And here's the thing. Like if we do it once and it fails, there is no law stopping us from trying it again. Oh, no. During his second well, no, term. Double jeopardy. You can't. <laughs> no, double I jeopardy can't. doesn't apply. No, I looked I, it up this morning, baby. Double jeopardy uh, doesn't apply to almost anything. Yeah. It's like one of those weird rules that has no actual application. Yeah, they'll just charge you with something else. Exactly. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on Trump getting impeached? Besides, please. I think the biggest impediment to it is Democrats and being nervous about negative outcomes in the election, which there aren't any, but they're Democrats. So, um, 
And I think my final thought is I I hope he gets impeached and I wish impeached meant we shove peaches down his throat until he chokes and dies. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I want to impeach him. So I'd like to retract something that Joe just said (laughs) on the podcast. We don't want Trump to die. I think Joe should have to do this. I do. Oh, Joe does. I do. You don't have to retract anything. I hope he dies. I truly do. I'm not saying I'm going to be the reason. I'm just saying I hope it happens. I hope he has a heart attack. I hope he has a stroke. I hope something bad happens. I hope a happy accident happens to him. I really do. I really, really do. Yeah. What if, what if God, if you're there <laughs> and you're not, but if you are, it's me, Joe. What if you got John Landis on Marine two? Wait, what? Head cut off. Oh, like the Twilight oh, Zone. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, I get, get where you're going. Yeah, get, get famous non convicted murderer John Landis to do it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we could get him to direct something yeah. around Marine 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Max Landis could get in on it, too. <laughs> yeah, no, we could definitely get Max Landis involved. There's room oh, yeah. for Max Landis in Trump's America for sure. Maybe he, maybe Trump could be holding him like one of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I would no, like I to make a retraction. Stop. I can't stop I, thinking about Trump dressed up as Santa with Max yeah. Landis sitting in his lap. For some reason, retraction. That's my, Max Landis is not a kid. It's true. I, I, well, that's I, what makes I'm it funny. Sorry. It's a full-grown man, <laughs> you know, Max Landis. I'm a, I'm a comedian who likes to push the envelope. You like you to know? push boundaries? I like to push boundaries. Oh, ride the line. And sometimes, you know, I go too far. Hey, it can, it can really catch up with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so please don't cancel me. Please don't cancel me. Yeah, you know what? Never please. mind. I'd like to retract all the things I just said. Uh, no, I'm okay. We'll, we'll move on. I thought that would be funny, and it wasn't. So let's. I thought it was funny. I you laughed. Didn't you? You did. You did it. I did too. I looked you dead in the eyes and saw silence and death. I'm hosting a podcast. <laughs> I have to keep it moving. Please. Hey, speaking of that, should we get to another one? I feel like I'll. I'll just. Should we do Olivia's next? I mean, we can because it's it's yeah, kind of vague. Mine's very controversial and brave, so I think I, I don't know how. Finish. Like you know, I was I was having a little trouble thinking of it. Uh, my my opinions aren't coming as hot as they used to be, but uh, so I landed on opinions are first thing to go as you age. It's yeah. true. Apathy is the first thing, <laughs> and I was thinking I don't think that this is that unpopular of opinion, but I believe the election should be a month long. Uh, and that I you could that. only campaign and raise money for eight week stops or it's illegal. Yeah, I'd be all for I that. I agree. I'm with you on that. Uh, There's no reason it. I, we should already even be talking about it. I, yeah. I, am, yeah. I am so, so unhappy at all times <laughs> because of this Democratic primary. It is. Uh, girlfriend, you are is so on. <laughs> so horrible. I, it's like a living nightmare at all times. Where they just keep having debates and they keep tweeting and they keep making points <laughs> and it's just uh, overwhelming and I hate it. And then we're not even it's not even a year. We have over a year before the election. And now Hillary Clinton is threatening to. No, jump no, no, in. she's not. Yeah. That's oh, not yeah. yeah. Jesus fucking no. Christ. You're kidding me. You're she kidding made, me. She made a should... vague statement suggesting that she hasn't ruled it out. She is. Let it be known here. I'm going to kill myself. I am. I like how this took more air out of the room than (laughs) suggesting that Trump might win re-election if even if he's impeached. 
Because this is just an ongoing, we'll never learn. A grinding nightmare. We'll never fucking learn. It's like Groundhog's Day, but for everyone. Yeah. And only some people didn't learn the lesson. It would, I, I feel like there's no way she would get the nomination. Oh, absolutely not. But it would fuck things up. Shake, it would shake so shit up. Bad, so badly. Because right somehow now. Joe Biden is still a fucking frontrunner. Yeah. Yes, which yes. blows my yeah. mind. The thing about Joe Biden. Uh, let's talk about Joe Biden for a second. Because sure. Yeah. Okay. We've, sure. We've brought up. We've talked about Louis C.K. a bunch yeah. on the podcast, and yeah. Louis C.K. is one of these people where people who defend him are like, "Well, the act itself wasn't that bad," and it's like, "All right, fine." People make that same argument when it comes to Joe Biden, like sniffing hair and like uh, holding women's hands while they talk. And like there was this one, uh, this video that went around recently where this woman approaches him and is asking, I think, about the environment. And he's like holding her hand and shaking it the whole time and just looking off to into the distance as she talks. And then when she finally like brings it home and like actually confronts him on the point, he looks at her and goes, thanks for admiring me so much Ugh. and fucking walks away. And here's the thing. That's not rape. No. Like that's not going to ruin her life, but you don't want a president who's that fucking out of touch with how people are feeling and thinking Absolutely. these days. Like that makes people i know dudes who would be fucking uncomfortable and by the way joe biden touches people like it's like you don't want someone who hears all of this evidence from people saying hey can you just like keep your hands off people when you yeah, talk to them right. and he's like no that's what i've always done i got to keep fucking fondling people when we talk and it's like well then you don't care what the majority of your constituents are saying and you shouldn't be fucking president well and i would say and this is gonna sound worse than i actually intended but good putting putting all of the gross touching stuff to the side even without all of that he is still one of the worst possible candidates that we could have right now for this moment in history oh for sure his policies are terrible they are uh just like him completely out of touch with reality right. and so dated and he is not a viable candidate on the national stage he's got way too much obama baggage and that seems to be what he's running on which yes. is yes. fucking stupid uh, that is silly it's so stupid because so many people aided obama who might actually vote for a democrat as low as those numbers are they still exist and not just people who hated Obama, assuming you mean people who hated Obama when he right. was president. Yeah. But how many people now that Trump is in office and all of this deportation shit and keeping kids in cages yeah. shit is right. happening, how many people since then have looked back and been like, oh, this started under yes. Obama. That's a yeah. problem. Like there Joe Biden got called out over that in a Democratic debate. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, ooh, but I was Obama's VP, baby. <laughs> And, and, and actually, when they called him out over it, he was like, I was just the VP. I didn't have anything to do right. with it. Yeah. But it, anything good Obama did, he's like, I was, I was there, there, baby. I was there. Exactly. It's the most transparent thing. And there has been such, even since the 2016 election, there's been such an upsurge in anti-establishment 
views on the left mm-hmm. to the point where you can't have somebody who is so heavily associated with uh, the previous administration do that well. It's just not going to work on right. a national stage. In the Democratic primary, apparently, it's fucking working fine. And it's driving <laughs> me insane. Why is this lasting a whole fucking year? Yeah. This is so stupid. Yeah. Why do we need a whole year for all of this bullshit to happen? It's 17 people on stage. It's, it's over. It's almost two years. It's just how, like, also, how long are these people working on their actual fucking jobs right now? Who, when we, yeah. need, you know, like, I love Elizabeth Warren, but Jesus, stop. (laughs) You have support. You could, like, stop until a month before the primary, and you would have so much more goodwill because you'd have just in the previous year done so much shit for the people you would be who would be voting for you. Mm. It would be such a massive more upswell. Same with Bernie Sanders. Same with all these people who are already working in the government. It seems like Bernie Sanders might take a bit of a break. He good. He had a heart attack. Oh, did he really? Oh my god! I, well, I Jesus didn't Christ! To... How did you not hear that? I, <laughs> you know, I can't follow everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that either. I hope he's. Uh, I hope he'll be okay. He's he's okay. He's yeah. out of out of the hospital. Okay, good. Okay, good, good. He's uh he's yeah. recovering. But you know, shit, guys, shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a year. A month is fine. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be a year. We had Ben Glebe on, who is a comedian who's running for president, uh, which was a really interesting episode. He yeah. brought up campaign finance. That's a thing that needs to be absolutely radically reformed because, yeah. like the, there is no way to effectively run for president as a person who's not insanely rich yes. or who doesn't know a lot of very wealthy people that you're willing to do favors for right. in exchange for electing you. And that's not how it should be. And that's why I'm inherently suspicious of anyone who wants to run for president. Absolutely. Because it's, you know, it because of the position that you have to be in already in order to get to that point. Well, they, they always talk about like when psychopaths come up, people yeah. are like, hey, man, some psychopaths are murderers. Some are CEOs. Like it, it kind of takes the same <laughs> traits yeah. To, no, yeah. uh, to get to either spot. Now, imagine what you have to be to get. Absolutely. To be the, like, that's the American ninja warrior it's, of fucking jobs. It, you have climbed the fucking mountain. And it's not just, yeah, like, psychopaths, sure, but also, like, of you're not going to be straying enough past the status quo to actually make change. Like, there's never going to be a candidate who is so outside the system that they are going to fundamentally change the things that actually need to be changed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, and part of that is because of this system and this uh, this grooming process and the base level of entry needed. It's fucked from the start. It's a nightmare. It is. It's all terrible. Absolutely is. It's a fucking nightmare. Because it seems like there are very few ways to make effective change. Mm. That's very true. And even like... I. People now, and don't get, I'm not criticizing this viewpoint, but when people are like, man, it starts at the local level, you got to do it at the local level. It's like, this is a fucking emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we need to, like, we need future change needs to come from the local level. We needed to have, we need immediate, yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit if it's a Band-Aid. We are bleeding, and we need to stick a fucking Band-Aid on it But while we drive to the hospital. We need a win. Yeah. Hey, that was actually a pretty good metaphor, Joe. 
<laughs> we need to put pressure on the wound while we drive to the hospital. That's what we need to do. That's, and and that's really something that fires up the voting base. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to stem the tide. <laughs> But kind of. Well, the local, well, I mean, like the local changes, like that's like the hospital, like the community that we are fixing. We are, we are no, driving no, to the hospital. Yeah. We are in a fucking crisis. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh, my God. Yep. Uh, should we, good times, guys. Should we get to a little more lighthearted opinion? Oh, my very controversial and brave, unpopular opinion um, that I truly, I really, I think Oreos are garbage. I hate Oreos. I Oof. think they are a terrible cookie. Uh, I do not like them at all. That but is. Why, why do we have to keep making new flavors? They understand. just going to bring up the new flavors. They understand it sucks and they keep trying to find a new fucking formula. Oh, come to make on. It work. That's unfair. I think, if anything, all of the additional flavors reveal how great the yes. original formula is. Yeah. Except for, I will say, the, uh, in, like the opposite Oreos that are the vanilla cookie with the chocolate fudge. Mm. So that's the only alternate flavor that I like, but the rest suck. Not good. Oh no 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 no! Lemon is great. Mm. Lemon Oreos, chocolate peanut butter. No, but like, see, it's something about the consistency and the texture of the Oreo brand that I fucking of hate. The like, I like, like, I like, um, like sandwich cookies. Like, I enjoy those. Right. I was just about to ask if I like, like, I like the concept of the cook. It is the Oreo brand itself. I have never in my life had another cookie that gets so severely stuck in your teeth. Mm. Like every nook and fucking cranny yeah, in Oreo cookie that is will true. find its way into. You could brush your teeth for 25 minutes <laughs> and there will still be fucking Oreos in there. I, and it, it it just makes your teeth look black, like hollowed out evil black holes in your face. And I, 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 uh, I, I have, them. I have a, a, there's a hitch for me when I eat Oreos in that I need milk. Oh, and okay. I need to not only dunk them in that milk, but basically drown them in that milk till they become till that cookie becomes soft, and then the the harder, more firm part is that filling, and that is a flavor explosion in your mouth now, that does not get stuck in I your teeth. Will concede that the oreo flavor is very good like i enjoy like yeah. a cookies and cream ice cream with oreo so in it's it. really just the texture the, the, of the, the cookie like the cookie the Oreo. i think it is bad and we need oh. to I, I i think there are other sandwich cookie varieties out there like I like a Hydrox. I'm sorry. I, I like wow, a, a Hydrox I, guy. You know, huh. I, I don't like a Hydrox, but I do like other sandwich cookies that have a different texture. But I like a variety of cookie textures in my life, mm. and uh, one of those varieties is the is the Oreo. I enjoy the I enjoy it. I like it crunchy, and I don't I don't like milk. I don't drink milk, and so I don't yeah. I don't dunk the milk. Yeah, I've said like it him. before. That that was. An unpopular opinion of mine on this podcast before milk as a standalone treat is wonderful. Yeah, I don't oh, mind. No. I, I don't fucking mind love it. milk. I, but it, that's fair. I, I mean, I don't have any way to. I don't think that. I would say a standalone treat. I mean, it's got to go with something. Goes like, with my thirst for milk. Like it's got to have some sort of cookie. Uh, uh, 
up next to it yeah. or like a bra or a donut. I love a donut and a small glass of milk. I, I have never Entenmann's like chocolate the the, mm-hmm. the cake done like just your classic Entenmann's chocolate covered the like frosted one. Yep. Yeah. That dunked in milk, Mama. Ooh shit. Because the the chocolate on the outside still remains sort of a shell. Yes. And then the yeah. donut inside. inside right. just, oh, yeah. it's so good. It's like eating uh, a. Like eating a tres leches cake like that milk just fucking milk explodes you, sc- you bu- split it in half and you just start yeah. scooping milk in <laughs> yeah. mm, we are gross Adam oh it, I want a donut now yeah I'm gonna stop at the store on the way home and get it I might get a donut but I will not be getting milk that's fair I just fair. that's I, not fair do you like I, milk substitute or do are you, no there's no, no, no kind no. I, I, you're just not into the okay. <laughs> I don't like the texture and I don't like the taste and I don't like I, I'm fine with it as a cooking ingredient okay you know like whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Like a little cream literally little it's been like since i was like a kid fair. like that's fair forever like i was just uh, curious like, and like i i've like, tried it and like no. i like you know like i like milkshakes but that's like ice cream and like <laughs> yes you know i like a milkshake i like a milkshake i like ice cream i like ice i like ice cream i like a cheese i do like a cheese i like a good milkshake ice cream and you know a thing like a cake or something like that uh, but like, is did Judy Salami walk in the room? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I just, uh, yeah, never like to drink. I think it's gross. It's very uh, gross. You're wrong. Yeah. I, I, I am aware. We all have different <laughs> palates, Adam. I am See, aware. Clearly, I fucking despise Oreos, but. And you despise milk. I do. Oh my god, we need to like. But come together, together, we can despise everything. Together, we're we're a cook. We're, You're we're a formidable wall of hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Milk's favorite cookie, right? That's what they that that's their. I think that is their tagline. Yeah, I feel like the cookie. Oreo does kind of need milk to succeed. Needs it. I because you're right. You got to wash that shit out of I your think teeth as a cultural item, definitely. But as an individual snack, I like it mm. on some. I mean, I'll, if you put, I prefer the blonde ones. You and this a, is why it's unpopular. And by the way, I, I the understand ones what are good. you mean. The lemon ones are great, but what I really like better than what I think is better is the Girl Scout cookie that is like, you can only, it's like they have the lemon cream sandwich ones that are like not in mm. LA County and it fucking, I want to scream every Oh, they time. don't have them? In no, it? they're in Orange County. I know oh. that. I know that for a fact. because That's I, not cool. I know. We have the fucking Savannah Smiles, which are like the, they're, they're kind of like a lemon crescent. Which I'm not here for. Wow, name. that is wow. a really good drag name, and I gotta now look up and see if somebody <laughs> is taking that. Savannah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Savannah Smiles. Oh, that's see? really nice. That's cute. <laughs> that's Definitely. a very cute one. That's a cute. <laughs> All right, let's get to. This is my. I have two opinions today. Oh, oh. We have more? How do you have more than one opinion? I know it's crazy. That's weird. Well, I had to retract the one from last week. Oh, so oh then, okay. <laughs> So then the chamber reloaded, right? Another right, one right, popped right, up okay. to the top. So I just went and grabbed that one. Let him have it, sis. Yeah. So this is one I've been thinking about all week, and it might sound like a joke, but especially coming from someone who just did a, a podcast about the history of the band Nirvana, uh, my unpopular opinion is that 90s, one hit wonder, maybe two, three hit wonder, Belle Biv DeVoe are actually the most influential band of the 90s. Okay. They changed music more than 
anyone else in the 90s, Nirvana included. Because let's talk about Nirvana for a second. Okay. How long was grunge really huge? Not very long. It was huge until Kurt Cobain killed himself. Right. And then the rest of the country was like, you're right. This is bumming me out. <laughs> Let's go listen to Ace of Base. Except for cares, me in high school. Who cares if they're Nazis? Yeah, I mean, like... Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get it. Message yeah. received, Kurt. Yeah. We understand. Nope. And Makes sense. Grunge was fucking done, and then it became, like, dance music for a while, right. and then, like, Green Day <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. And so, like... I don't know who this You don't know is. who Bell Biv DeVoe is? You've never heard the song Poison? Never trust a big button, a smile, Joe K. Come on. Don't Wow. Think so. Well, I guess we're about to listen to All a right. little bit of. I, yeah. I, I really some don't examples think so. of things that went on to change the uh, pop landscape would be helpful also. I mean, it's very possible I have heard this and I've just never known that. There's what no it is way. Yeah, by. this is like. Oh, wait. Let me. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I'm now, excited. this song. Oh, I'm excited. This song and album both came out in 1990. I know the album came out uh, in March 1990. Shut up. Because my friend, Samavity, bought it for me on cassette for my Uh birthday when we were in eighth grade. Shout out to her. Remember the date it came out? Well, my birthday's March 20th, and I think it oh did. I think it came out and right 20, around my birthday. I'm the 29th, so I was like, oh, I should know this. You like, should. This is right in, yeah. you know, I should know everything that happened, especially like in the month. <laughs> Wait, how old are you, though? 29. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this, I mean, well, in that way of like, I've looked and been like, yeah. oh, what came, like, what was oh, the yeah, cultural yeah, yeah. stuff? Like, I, I know it from after the year it came out definitely a, like it was a on the radio for very a while. famous song here we go okay oh okay okay yeah okay right? <laughs> literally all i needed was that intro absolutely uh, okay i did not know that this is who that was or the name of the song was poison but yeah awesome. Bill DeVoe. yeah see that's how memorable that song that one intro yeah. you're yeah. like oh yeah sure of yeah, course. yeah yeah everyone course. knows this song and i forgot that there's this fucking intro to it. It's like a but. sketch. Yeah. But here's the thing about Bell Bivs DeVoe. Yeah. Uh they were part of New Edition, which uh. is one of the most influential R and B groups and boy bands of Absolutely. all time. Absolutely. And at one point they decide to start their own band because the other members are doing solo projects. And this song and this album mark the first time an R&B act <sighs> used like rap beats and rap aesthetics right. in their music. There had been R&B songs that had rappers on them, right? Yeah, but it would be very clearly an R&B song, and then a rapper would jump in and do a guest verse, right? And right. It would be done. Bell Biv DeVoe did the opposite. They were an R&B group that sampled rap songs. Right. They rapped themselves, like they did the exact opposite, and. Just based on that alone, if you look at what R&B music becomes in the 90s, yeah. it becomes that. It becomes yeah, R&B singers wow. singing over rap music. And But, but there's more. Because uh, one of the people who is often credited with that, with rap music and R&B music becoming a, a thing that was married in the 90s, right. is Puff Daddy. Because of uh, Mary J. Blige's yeah. first album, which he produced, and it's exactly that. It's her singing over rap beats, right? basically. Also, great album. 
Yes. Fantastic man. album. It's called What's a 411. Go check it out. But the thing is, that <sighs> Belle Biv DeVoe album comes out in 1990. Right. What's a 411 came out in 1992. Yeah. So he definitely had enough time to be influenced by Absolutely. Belle Biv DeVoe. And also, if you want some conspiracy theory style proof that they had contact during this time, remember Puff Daddy had that celebrity basketball game where eight people oh, yeah. died and 29 people were injured in this big stampede. Yeah. Uh, that happened oh, in 19. Fuck. That happened in December 1991. One of the players in that game, Michael Bivens. So they had not only had Michael Bivens uh, put out an album that was the first to incorporate rap shit into R&B, but he was obviously friends with Puff Daddy in some way. Puff Daddy was listening to music. Like, you know, there's no way that he, I don't think anyone would deny being influenced by people who came before, you know, like it's a natural thing in music, especially. But the things Belle Biv DeVoe inspired do not stop there. Because Michael Bivens was also, during his time as a musician, was also a really respected manager and developer of talent. Right. And at one point during his run with Belle Biv DeVoe, he approached Motown Records with a band he was developing. And that band was Boys to Men. Yeah. And Boys to Men, he takes them to Motown. While they're at, while Motown has Boys to Men, they're also working with this producer who they'd had produce all of this stuff before that like wasn't taking off, but they knew he was a good producer. Mm -hmm. So they have him produce this first boys to men album. And that producer is Dallas Austin, who, if you Google the name is now one of the most respected producers in music history. And that first album, that first boys to men album is where he finally gets noticed as a producer. Yeah. But the second boys to men album they decide to take boys to men in a more pop direction. That's where all the on bended knee and right, fucking yeah. end of the road shit comes <laughs> from. I fucking yeah. hated that album. <laughs> but like one that half, album is such a foundational thing in my life. <laughs> and it's a foundational thing in R and B music yeah. too, because like, like half of R and B music becomes that. Yeah. For the rest of the nineties as people Absolutely. chasing these huge, like prom night pop ballads yeah. that boys to men had on this second album. So Bell Biv DeVoe influenced that right. in that way. And to to really tie it to Michael Bivens, the reason that happened to Boys to Men is he was he, they were signed to his management company, but not his record label. Okay. So in between the first and the second album, they're like, hey, we can be way bigger if we listen to like Babyface mm. instead of you. Mm-hmm. And they basically fired him and Motown Records pushed them in this pop direction. Yeah. And because he hadn't signed them in any other way besides to his entertainment company, they were able to push them in that other direction. That influences R&B music in one way. But also since Dallas Austin was not working on that second Boys to Men album, he had another project that he was working on, which was the first TLC album. Oh wow! So he produced he produced TL most of TLC's albums in general uh, are produced by Dallas Austin, and Dallas Austin or TLC, as we all know, is like one of the biggest pop groups of all time. Yeah, and they're not just their music, but their fucking look and their attitude. Like they are what formed that other half of R&B music in the 90s. It was people chasing boys to men pop hits 
and people that thought they were TLC. And all of that shit ties back to Belle Biv DeVoe. There you go. Nirvana did not have that kind of influence. Fucking Radiohead did not. Nirvana and Radiohead influenced bands that wanted to sound like Nirvana and Radiohead. (laughs) Right. They inspired a bunch of copycats. Right, right, They didn't change music permanently. Right. What Belle Biv DeVoe started in 1990 permanently changed R&B music, and it has never been the same True inspiration. And... That's, that's a my fun story. That's my I opinion. Like that. yeah. I've been thinking about it that's so really much. Good, man. That was really fun. Because I was a huge, my first cracked article that I like, I was a huge Belle Biv DeVoe fan. Yeah. Uh, I really love that first album. Uh, my first cracked article I wrote was about the most unnecessary greatest hits albums mm-hmm. of all time. And I tried to put Belle Biv DeVoe on the list because all of their hits are on their first album. Right. You just buy their first album if you want all their hits. And someone like objected and they were like, oh, Bill Biff DeVoe had hits. It's like, uh, first of all, fuck you. That's a bad editorial decision. But also I get it. Bell Biff DeVoe was great. Yeah. And that first album, it just, it fucking changed everything about music yeah. forever. Yeah. So put Bell Biff DeVoe in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you fucking cowards. Hell yeah. They're eligible. Yeah, hell I yeah. That, I think that makes I sense. Actually, yeah, I 100% agree with that. The list of R&B acts that aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is infuriating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. It's ridiculous. TLC, they're all eligible and yeah. aren't in. That's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I don't think Shaka Khan is in. Whoa. It's Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Shaka gotta get her in there get in there so i love her. that is yeah i don't have any way to disagree with your unpopular opinion yeah, i really don't well, I, I, it's I agree more like it. it's more like an i shouldn't call it an unpopular opinion it's just a fact it is a fact of it's life just an actual fact of life that the most influential band of the 90s is bell biv devoe absolutely Sorry. That's going to be the thing. That Nine Inch Nails. Canceled. Yeah, it will. <laughs> like it to will. offer a retraction. I'm going to have to retract yeah, my statement a after a bunch next of week. Nine Inch Nails fans threaten to sue me. <laughs> I mean, Nine Inch Nails, though, pretty influential to Trent Reznor. He went yeah. off and had a pretty, pretty and, good And career. made, like, moderate. He kind of changed the sound of modern movie score, like, he I've been kind of because of like that social network score. Yeah. Like every every no, I mean, score, score is now like. Well, I'm not. I'm and if any movie required like a Trent Reznor score, it was the Social Network. I mean, it was a great score. It was, <laughs> it was a really good score. I was. Um, there's a show on Netflix now called Rhythm and Flow, and okay. it's it's like American Idol or The Voice, but for rappers. Okay, and it's oh, fucking great. Fuck yeah! But there was one kid on there. And uh, he, like, had a chain with a baby doll head on it, like, hanging from his neck and all this shit. And he had, like, crazy makeup. And he was like, yeah, man, I like to consider myself a modern-day Marilyn Manson. It's like, Marilyn Manson's still alive. Uh, He's still making music. But honestly, though. (laughs) A modern-day Marilyn Manson. This isn't your grandfather's Marilyn Manson. I don't think the Marilyn Manson still performing music is even the modern-day Marilyn Manson. True. It's not very good, is what yeah. I'm saying, folks. Uh, and Marilyn, ba, Manson, ba, 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 ba. Marilyn Manson is just the modern-day Alice Cooper, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except Alice Cooper was a contemporary. Was dope. Alice, Alice Cooper was dope. I met him once. He asked me for directions to Zara. <laughs> That's pretty, great. Awesome. It's 
pretty great. Uh, uh, that sounds. He sounds like a dad. Oh yeah, he was a total dad. Yeah, and he didn't have any makeup on, but it's like a, it, it's Alice. Cooper. It's like oh shit, there's Alice Cooper. Who's clearly, it's clearly Alice Cooper. Who is this crow faced man? Well, oh, it's Alice Cooper. I was walking down the street, and this homeless guy points and goes, "Oh man, you're in a band." And I'm thinking like. No, nah, I just like host some podcasts. Maybe you saw me. Do and then I look over and it's like, oh, no, you're pointing at Alice <laughs> yeah, Cooper. No, he is right next to me. Yes, you're right. That's called, him. It's called Alice Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was like, hey, man, do you know how to get the Zara? <laughs> I guess Alice Cooper. Yeah. That's really what you want to know. <laughs> he had the. As Alice Cooper. Of yeah. all the stores. Of all the questions Alice Cooper could ask me. He needs some new jeans. Yeah, probably needed like a mom jeans. Yeah, probably needed like a sport coat with a hood. Right. Yeah, exactly. One of those long ass sweaters that fucking douchebags wear now. I like a long sweater. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like the fucking knee length, like just wear a robe to work. Zara's like a mom store. uh, Isn't Zara mostly a men's store or is it both? (laughs) I thought it was more of... And see, I thought it was a completely different demographic. I thought it was for young, like, teenage and uh, young I definitely don't think it's women. for teenagers. Yeah, it's for... Like, my old boss used to shop there. Okay, so maybe it's for I shouldn't assholes. Say, maybe I shouldn't say moms. I would say, like, mid-third. Like, young Fuck moms. that motherfucker. He was a mom. Young moms. <laughs> well, and Alice the Cooper shitty is shitty mom. A, Alice Cooper is a, a you know... It's a baseball rich guy, mom. Rich guy. Yeah. Uh, a baseball mom. Probably spends a lot of money on clothes. I told him when we, like, I got a picture with him and I told him I saw I saw him in concert in South Dakota and he was like, man, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, what are you doing with Zara? <laughs> what are you Get off my here? back. <laughs> How did you get out of South Dakota? Following dreams. Or no, douche. I think I think he said, what were you... Like what were you doing there? Oh, like, okay. ew, gr- there. which I get it, but like you're going to Zara, yeah, off my back. Yeah, Zara is the South Dakota of retail. Yeah. And just pull it up on your phone, also, sir. <laughs> Jesus. All right, that's been my Alice Cooper story. Yes. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com/slash on pops. Uh, we're doing two Patreon only shows. They'll be free eventually, but you're gonna have to wait. Uh, podcast Supernova. With me and Andy Sell and Travis Clark, which is about the history of the band Oasis. All right. Great. Which is wild. It is a wild ride. Uh, and Jose Can Say Cast, a <laughs> podcast about the life and times of steroid legend Jose Canseco <laughs> <laughs> with me and Jeff May. It's a really, really good podcast name. I wanted to call it. Uh, podcast Conseco or Jose Podseco. I, I got overruled and it's Jose Consecast. See, the other one that I came thought of was Jose Casseco. Oh, yeah. Casseco. Like, Podsecast. Podsecast. Yeah, Podsecast. <laughs> that would actually also be pretty good. But Consecast uh, is great. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. So check out Jose Can Say Cast. Yeah. Both of those are on the Patreon now. They'll be uh, free someday. But why don't you just give us a little bit of money and Do go it. listen to them now, you jerks. Do it. You absolute fucking jerks. Hell yeah. Go subscribe. Fuck you guys. You're great. Subscribe on Patreon. Love you. Also, send me a letter. Fuck. What is... Now I don't remember the address. Never mind. Uh- <laughs> 
Go listen to last week's episode for yeah. the address. Listen to last week's episode, but I have a mailing address. But not parts of last week's episode. No. You said, nah, yeah, certain parts you of last week's over. episode, again, highly confidential. Highly. <laughs> highly. Under lock and key for the foreseeable future, it will be our Chinese democracy. I don't know. That came out eventually, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. We Whatever. found your way there. Yeah, we got there. Olivia, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hi there, hi there. Uh, and you, I have, I, I host a podcast with Vanessa Gritton called Lowest Common Phenominator. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We talk about movies from the seventies right now. Uh, so everyone knows and loves what we're talking about. It's great. <laughs> uh, and you can find the podcast on, uh, social media at locom phenom. Love it. Woo. Oh. Joe, what do you got to plug? Hi, uh, I'm at Joe Charles K A Y E on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, come out to the Good Night if you're in Los Angeles at 1072 One Burbank Boulevard any given Thursday uh, for the comedy show Canteen Points. Very fun. Doors at eight. Uh, show is eight thirty. Uh, also very special if. Uh, you don't have any Halloween plans yet. Come out to the good night because we are doing a Canteen Points very special Halloween show. Uh, costumes, prizes, games. It's going to like karaoke, costume contest. It's going to be really, really fun and wild and very, very nice. silly and stupid. But yeah. Nice. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Joe, say goodbye. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Olivia, say goodbye just like that. So stoned. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.